0: So, Sylvia, pretty sure that wasn't the first time you put your foot in your mouth, (laughs) nor the second, nor the third. (laughs) Uh, All right, just wanted to keep it honest. So, uh, in the 80s and 90s, there was a, um, a lot of pushback on uh, Halloween. It was decried from uh, churches as the devil's holiday, Um, televangelists and um, TV preachers were talking about how that and Harry Potter were evidence that our culture was going to hell in a have no idea why it's always a hand basket, not a grocery cart, instead. But, but they were they were convinced that it was a sign that the end was coming. Um, there was a Christian comedian named Mike Warnke. You heard of him? Yeah. Uh, he he talked about having been in the Church of Satan, and he had been a a priest in the Church of Satan. Unfortunately. Um, there was a group called CCM, Contemporary Christian Magazine, that did an expose on him and started researching and found out it was all a lie. And a lot of the stuff he told that he sensationalized that helped people go, oh my gosh, we've got to worry about this Satanist movement. Um, It was a lie. But he got everybody worked up. He got everybody convinced that there were people out there killing chickens and drinking their blood. Uh, sacrificing children. When I went to one of the churches I served, I found out there had been a satanic coven in that area that had done some things. But because of some of the misinformation, some of the children who were involved and harmed were not believed because somebody else lied. Many satanists are actually... People opposed to the hypocrisy of the church. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm opposed to the hypocrisy of the church. They go a little bit further and that's a whole nother conversation. And I'm not going to lend a lot of airtime to this, but what I am going to say is for a very long time, for at least 20 years in our churches, we have people who were convinced that if you read Harry Potter, you were going to go to hell. If you dressed as a witch, you were supporting satanic activity. If you went around saying trick or treat, then you were at risk of the fires of hell. And while I was there at at that church in Sealyville, I was in a covenant group with, with a lady named Gloria. Gloria and I had gone to University of Indianapolis together. And when I would see her, she was second career uh, pastor. When I would see her across the parking lot, I would yell, Gloria! And she would be embarrassed, and it was great fun. She was amazingly gentle spirit, but she, when she got riled up, she was a force to be reckoned with. You did not want to get on the wrong side of Gloria. And we were talking and I brought up because I had a gentleman in my church at, it was actually at Maxwell. He, he wanted to do a trunk or treat kind of event. And my organist at that church said, it's the devil's holiday. We can't do that because we can't support that kind of thing. And I brought, went to my covenant group and I was like, how do you all navigate this? And Gloria's answer was unhelpful. She said, you know how you avoid the controversy? I said, how? She said, don't have it. Thank you. How? No. She said, here's how I avoid the controversy. I keep my people busy doing the things that God wants us to do, and they don't have time to get involved in some of the stupid side hustles. Huh. In this morning's passage, Paul said, I want everybody to do what? Pray. For who? Everybody. What would happen if we prayed? What happens when you pray? God begins to move in you. The Holy Spirit fills you with power and with new insights and wisdom. What happens if we pray? We don't get into all of these little controversies and everything because we get engaged with the things that break the heart of God. And God isn't overly concerned about Mrs. Marvel showing up at my doorstep asking for a Snickers. Right? God is concerned about older people not having insurance and needing help with their Medicare so that they can get their medicines. And, and God is concerned that the number one growing population of homeless in our community is people over 65. God's concerned about the homeless. God is concerned about the hungry, right? God is concerned and if you if you pray about the things that God is concerned about all of a sudden all this controversial stuff sort of falls away and we don't have to waste our time or energy how many of you have all been how many of how many of y'all been involved in a good church fight anybody been involved in a good church fight how many of y'all invited your friends to that good church fight anybody like woo! We got it going on. We having an all-church smackdown on Tuesday. It's going to be great. You should come. We don't do that. Because nobody likes a good church fight because there's no such thing as one. But how many of you have ever invited somebody to our church chicken and noodle dinner or to a service opportunity? Before the pandemic, we did pack away hunger and people would come and invite friends to come help combat hunger. Why? Because everybody has a heart for the people who are in need. Everybody who sees those commercials with children who are hungry, there you have to be a special kind of jerk to go, heh, sucks to be you, right? Everybody has a response. If we pray, if we follow Paul's instructions, if we work together and move together and ask the Holy Spirit to, to fill us with the power of God and with the dreams of God, then we will be a people who don't have to worry about some of these controversies and some of this stuff that, quite frankly, is just there to distract us. 2001, Elizabeth and I were moved to, uh, and Bex were moved to Sealyville, United Methodist, and the choir director's daughter loved Harry Potter. And she was in tears one day as mom was leading the choir because a friend of hers who went to a different church said that their pastor said everybody who likes Harry Potter is going to hell. And I looked at her and I said, Pretty sure you're okay. I read the book, and it's not going to lead you to hell, right? When we do harm because we get focused on all this stuff that Jesus didn't tell us to get focused on, that is an antichrist moment. That is a devil-worshipping moment. When we love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and we love our neighbor as ourself and we stay committed by the power of the Holy Spirit to the things that God has for us, that's following Jesus. My hope for all of us is that we'll worship God every day. My hope is that we'll take time every day to pray. My hope is that this week, as as we come toward Halloween on Tuesday, you will look and you will ask, God, how can I carry Christ to my community in this moment? Holy Spirit, move me to carry Christ to my community in this. And when your community comes to you, you've got the chance to pray the same prayer. And whether you throw a candy bar at them, Give them an apple or just sit behind a door and pray. My hope is that you will follow Paul's instructions that all of us pray for everybody. What happens when we pray? God opens our eyes. And when we focus on the things God asks us to focus on, we don't have to worry about all this other stuff. We don't have to worry about it. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, move us to carry Christ into our community. My hope is that you do this in such a way that little ones like this will always know they have a home with you. She's a princess, by the way. I asked her if she was a... uh, what did I ask you? She was, I asked if she was a witch or a mummy, and she looked at me like I was an idiot. You're a princess, right? Cinderella. So, would you pray one more time with me? Holy Spirit, move us to carry Christ into our community. What if we pray? What if we pray? What if we pray?